a good day to you. You're listening to Jenny Knipp for Author. You may be relaxing with a cup of tea or coffee, traveling, crafting, working, or exercising. Whatever the case may be, I'm so glad you chose to spend your time with me. A little bit of a change in plans today. Last week I had mentioned um, talking about um, some Valentine's things this week, uh, reading some excerpts from my book, and also um, giving you a story from my past. And I had a really inspiring book to share with you. Well, I shouldn't say quite so much inspiring as I think it's a really great love story. It's a, a story about Abraham Lincoln and his wife Mary written by Irving Stone. Um, So that'll have to wait until next week, a little bit closer to Valentine's Day when everybody's a little bit more in the mood to hear those types of things. This week, I honestly wasn't sure what I was going to talk about, but last night I did a little free writing um, about my origins as an author, and this is kind of what came up, so I wanted to share that with you today. I've set when I set to work on crafting my origin as a writer, I, I try to think back to what and when my earliest memories of writing are. They're, you know, kind of fuzzy. Um, I recall a longing, general, a general longing more than an actual memory of writing. When I look back to the first thing I can remember, writing begins with reading (laughs) on any side of the corner no matter how you look at it and I feel that mine began the first time I stepped into the local library the moment I remember hearing my mother read to me and when I could put the alphabet together you know you, you have to know and lay out the puzzle pieces in order to join them to make a picture when these writing foundation stones were laid in my life, I think I became a writer in my imagination. It wasn't something I did on paper or, you know, in a hard copy of any sort or way, but in my mind, I became a writer. And I think in your imagination is where all worthwhile, you know, pastimes or goals, jobs, whatever, where they all originate. I think back to who influenced me, like what I was reading at the time, what was being read to me, um, you know, those kind of middle school years, I became a storyteller fed by the examples of, well, earlier, the Grimm brothers, I loved fairy tales, and uh, Hans Christian Andersen. Then later it was, you know, L.M. Montgomery's Anna Green Gables series, and and all of, I read all of her books. Um, C.S. Lewis, The Chronicles of Narnia, and Madeline Langle, um, George MacDonald's fairy, tale, fairy Tales. I even in, in middle school, I was reading even some of his novels. Um, they were adapted by Michael Phillips, so they weren't, you know, um, the really old ones, but they had that still that same core and, and heart and, like, struggle and strive. 
striving to see God, um, which I, I I loved. Francis um, Hodges and P- Patricia St. John, all those authors, you know, created a a world for me of example and and intrigue and interest um, that I could pour myself into. And I think of what gently pushed me along in my writing path. Um, You know, the steady supply of good books constantly renewed my tank of stories. Uh, I, I was blessed to have parents who let me read to my heart's content and play and imagine. Um, I grew up a farmer's daughter and the youngest of six kids. The gap between my closest sibling and I is nine years, and between our eldest and I uh, is 18. Needless to say, I spent much time playing alone. Strangely, (laughs) I was all right with that. It, you know, I'm... I'm not an extrovert, I'm an introverted kind of person. It's not to say I don't like people or like being around people. It's really that I become who I am when I'm alone. I don't know, I work best, you know, in an atmosphere where I can hear myself think. I'm just, you know, I'm, I feel like I recharge, you know, when I'm alone, but I need my people time, of course, as everybody does. Even, even the introverted, in, the most introverted introvert, <laughs> still needs people in their life. Um, so this alone time <laughs> allowed me much, uh, you know, ab- ability and time to roam the boundaries of our farm. I remember I can just see myself, you know, right now walking along the edge of the hayfield and going down and around the bottom where the little creek was and, and spending time, you know, in the pine groves and going down to the woods. I, you know, that was where my imagination grew. I imagined, you know, gnomes in the pine grove and fairies among the cowslips in the woods. And, and uh, that's that's where my heart was, you know, I, I can't exactly remember when I wrote my first story down, uh, maybe I was in third or fourth grade, um, you know, another thing that helped me along my writing path, I'm just going to take a quick drink here, was the aspect of keeping a diary, and that came, that example came from my mom, she always kept a diary, um, and as a teenager, her writing in a diary inspired me to document my life too. But writing in a diary or journal became more than a recount of days or an opportunity to just lay a little bit out, you know, more of what I was feeling. But it became a release for me, uh, became a safe place that I could pour out my feelings um, on. Then, then in college... Along with my journaling, I started writing some stories. Most were for a creative writing class that I'd had at the time with a teacher whom I looked up to. Um, She, I think she saw a voice in me before I knew it was there and nourished it with an equal amount of of praise and challenge. I I learned a lot. I just can't can't really put a finger, I think, on, on what per se, but... I think she helped me realize that 
being yourself when writing is the best. Being honest when writing is the best because that will get you to the core of, you know, who, how they, that <laughs> peripheral, peripheral um, thing they call the voice as an author. Um, I think it stems from honesty. I remember, I do remember one thing, vividly sitting in that dimly lit classroom with little natural light eking in through the (laughs) cracked uh, window, reading a story I wrote of a heartbreak between a girl and her boyfriend. The pastel metal and hard plastic student seats were set in a circle, and 25 sets of eyes examined me as I read. After I finished, the circle of faces smiled and hands clapped, and one man commented that I would surely write a novel one day. Little did I know then that he would be correct. Now along whatever path you have in life, there are always obstacles. Um, Take another sip. So, let's see. Um, You know, I remember setting some things down and I remember how excited I was in my heart um, to think about writing writing a novel. Um, but I revealed it to to someone uh, in my life at the time that I wanted to be a writer. Um, they told me that I couldn't even spell well, so how in the world would I write a book? And those words cut me down. It made me doubt myself, even even though spell check existed at the time as a feature on the word processing program I had used. Um, I I laid my my pen down, you know, and those hurtful words, just simple, casual, probably not really meant um, to the heart, but they they threw me for a loop, and. It was, you know, kind of hard to get over that. But, but backtracking a little bit, um, you know, after high school, I met my husband and we married. We had our first child, and as we expected, our second. Uh, a string of tragedies in our life started, and by the end of the following year, Ken and I had said goodbye to three of our loved ones, and it was a rocky time. And I leaned on my journaling to help me process through my grief. Um, so sex actually wasn't a deterrent, I suppose, but something that propelled me into writing more, into pouring out my feelings on the page. And then, you know, fast forward <laughs> through some busy years of and, and marriage and family to a spot where my kids entered school and, and I had a few moments to myself and and out came, you know, my pen again, and and I wrote more than journaling. I wanted to uh, write something um, more than that. I wanted to write a story. You know, maybe it would. I didn't. I don't know if at the time I really thought it would be for other people to read. Uh, maybe I can't. I can't quite remember if I had that goal in mind, but. Anyway, it didn't really work out that that long uh, I inspired one evening inspired by a natural setting and the and the misadventure of a friend in my past I started crafting Ruby Moon and I made it to chapter six but then our finances required me to get a real job so I did um, 
I was hired as a children's librarian, and between work and family, I had little time for writing um, beyond my journaling. I kept up with that, but, but my story lay untouched. And then after that, I started a foray into blogging in the early 2000s. Excuse me. And I kept up two blogs. One, rather like an online journal, I suppose, um, kind of tidbits of life, um, you know, to help inspire other people. And I, I shared my projects and crafts at the time. Uh, and then I uh, did one for poetry. I had really started to express myself um, via poetry. I'd always loved reading poetry, and and I really um, wanted to try my hand at writing more. So, and, and in a way, I was kind of blogging when blogging was just becoming the thing to do. So, um, but life life at that time also led me through some some dark days, and you know, I think everybody, oh, gosh, has those things in life that that crop up and. Um, it's really hard to figure out how to handle them, but thankfully, God led me to a way of healing. Um, I was kind of multi multifaceted and, and a management for really what I recognized as depression. So that that came and go, but I came and went, you know. But I found a, a way to to manage that, in which I am grateful. But out of that time a lot of good things like I wrote songs I wrote poems you know all kinds of things out of those dark caverns of my life and and I'd always been a very musical person from one of my first memories is singing a song and I remember swinging on the swing outside of our house attached to the big tree in the front yard I can't even remember what kind of tree it was now an ash tree and I remember swinging and singing (laughs) and it was just such a pleasant memory but music has always played a very big part in my life but um, that changed it changed but at the time I had started writing music uh, and eventually ended up recording a CD of original songs in 2011 but uh, and I and I kind of wanted to do you know something with it. I would have liked to perform those you know in a church or coffee house setting or whatever. They were are spiritual in nature. But around that time, um, I started to have some health issues. Um, a change in jobs helped helped me some, but but strange things would crop up that doctors just couldn't put a finger on. And I I struggled for years until in 2014 I experienced experienced something very frightening. Um, strange traveling parathesia took over my body, and I you know was numb numb feet, numb numb knees, and then it traveled all the way up to you know under like where my around my rib cage. I felt like I was getting squeezed to death. I had trouble being dizzy, headaches, and experienced trouble walking and finally after some months of doctoring uh, I came away with a diagnosis of multiple sclerosis and but (laughs) little did I know then that um, MS would be the driving force which would make me leave my job it prodded me to you know come to a place where 
I, I had to quit. I just couldn't no longer do my job well with my disabilities, and it propelled me to take up my pen again, you know, except this time the pen would be digital because of my difficulties with my hands, but that was April of 2018, and I look back and I think, man, that wasn't very long ago, but I feel like, you know, five years has passed since then. I've put in so much hard work and in, in effort into um, this authoring thing, and I look back and I think, you know, that old saying that things can come from diverse, good things can come from diversity is absolutely correct. Um, and it was when I had really nothing left, had no other options. That was truly the day that I became a writer. You know, all the other things were like a building block, building block to that point. And, and that was the day. I became a writer when I decided to pour everything I had, which wasn't very much, into a story. I poured my heart into Ruby Moon, and um, to be honest, it's been hard to deal with the criticism that will always come whenever you write something, because no one, there's not going to be, you know, a, a consensus of people who absolutely love your work some people are not going to like it I'm just going to tell you that now Um, some people are not going to like your work and you have to come to grips with how how you're going to handle that and this was a little difficult for me with Ruby Moon because it was so personal it I really poured my heart into that story and I felt like the characters kind of wrote themselves but um every little uh, how do I say this There were bits of each character that were me. And um, so it's like when someone criticizes, you know, this or that or whatever they didn't like in the story. um, It's like they're criticizing me. (laughs) So that was that was difficult and how to manage um, because it was such a personal story. Um, Blue Moon is is still, you know, personal because of the element of multiple sclerosis I wrote into one of the characters lives. But but not quite as much as Ruby Moon. But all that to say, um, if you're starting out as a writer, if you're starting out as, you know, whatever you're doing in life, um, it really helps, I think, to get a picture of where you've been. And and what when did that, that thing that you're doing really start? Uh, when did it start? Like, how far back? Where were the seeds? Where were the sparks that that got you moving in that direction and and what prompted you there and what deterred you and and I think it helps to think about those things it helps to realize where we've been to know where we're going if that makes sense um so I I, you know I'd encourage you today to um, think about where you've been and and what were the paths and what were the people and what were the influences and and how did God's hand move in your life to get to get you to where you are now? Which um, I hope is a is a great and blessed place, a place that um, you can speak into other people's lives. And 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 I feel like I'm hoping that this this authoring opportunity 
is what allows me to bless and speak into other people's lives. I don't write books just for entertainment. I write them because I have a deeper message I want to share. And that message is that God is there in the hardest times in our life. When we think we're alone, when we think we've, you know, there's nothing left, or we've given up, or we have we have nothing left to offer, um, he's there and he'll he'll bring the miracle exactly when we need it. So that's my encouragement for you today. Thanks so much for listening. I just am really grateful that um, for um, those of you who have stumbled across my my path, um, uh, if you like what you're hearing, I ask that you'd share it with somebody else. Thank you. To learn more about me, my books, and my writing journey, please visit my website at jennyknipfer.com. All of my social media links are on my site if you wish to connect with me further. Please message in with questions and comments. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for listening. This is Jenny signing off at Jenny Kniff for Author Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening. I hope something I've said has resonated with you and encouraged or blessed you on your particular path. Remember, despite your circumstances, you can choose to make it a beautiful day. Thank you.